and thank you for joining us here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tab. For those of you who don't know, Dr. M.H. Tab was born into God's family almost 56 years ago by the wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He then served as a Christian school principal, Bible Institute teacher, administrator, and assistant pastor. In 1980, God then called Dr. Tab to establish Gulf Coast Baptist Church, where he pastored for 40 years. He continues his service now as the founder of Gulf Coast Bible Institute, preacher, and author of over 46 doctrinal books. Let us now open our Bibles together with Dr. Tab as our guide and rightly divide the word of truth here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tab. Today we're going to take a look at what the Bible several times calls uh, the book of the law. And we'll see it encompasses the entire word of God that we have today. Uh, Jesus said the whole Bible is about him in Hebrews 10 verse 7. He said all the writings of the law and the prophets were about him, Luke 24 verse 27. Uh, then the word of God is a unified whole, both testaments, old and new, as one unit. It cannot be divided, or as Jesus put it, the scripture cannot be broken, John 10 verse 35. Uh, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord, Psalm 119 verse 1 tells us. A lot of uh, modern-day Christians think our Christian liberty negates the law, but that's not so. Paul says in Galatians 5 verse 1, he says, We're to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. A lot of Christians would privately interpret that to mean that we have no relationship to God's law. But Psalm 119 verses 44 and 45 tells us God's children are to keep the law continually and walk in liberty at the same time. Our liberty is the freedom to do right. It's in the freedom to not live lawlessly as we did in our unsaved condition, as Ephesians 2, verses 2 and 3 talks about. Uh, Paul reaffirmed the law that uh, so many Christians snub and think they have no relationship to. He said he worshiped God by believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets, Acts 24, verse 14. Well, that doesn't uh, talk about many Christians today. They don't do those things that Paul said. They don't believe all that. Now, because of his belief in the whole Bible, he was not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 21 says. Now, we realize the law has nothing to do with salvation. That's not our purpose uh, here today. In Exodus 24, verses 1 through 8, Paul's, Paul, uh, Moses rather, Moses wrote all the words of the Lord in a book, verse 4 tells us, and he called it the book of the covenant, and he read it in the presence or in the audience of the people, verse 7. Now, we're going to trace this book of the covenant through the scriptures. Its first mention is in Exodus 17, verse 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. So this book of God's covenant was begun by Moses, and he sprinkled it with blood at its inception. Hebrews 9, verse 19, For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop, and sprinkled both 
both the book and all the people. Now notice God called it the book, not the iPad, uh, nor the scriptures on your cell phone, but a book you can hold in your hands. Moses sprinkled the book upon the altar, Exodus 24, verse 6, which of course represents Calvary, and the book, he sprinkled the book and all the people, along with putting that blood on the altar. All blood sprinkled items were set apart. They were purged, Hebrews 9.22. They were sanctified unto the Lord, 1 Peter 1, verse 2. They were purged by the blood of the covenant which the Lord hath made with you concerning all these words, Exodus 24, verse 8. God, Jesus said, man shall not live by the blood alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I believe that's Matthew 4, 4. And all those words are in a book. Now, God added to the book all along the way. Exodus 34:27, And the Lord said unto Moses, Write thou these words, for after the tenor of these words I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. So this book was begun by Moses in the first three months of Israel's wilderness journey, and it continued to be developed by Moses until the last quarter of the 40th year with Israel in the wilderness. Numbers 33, verses 1 and 2, These are the journeys of the children of Israel, which went forth out of the land of Egypt with their armies under the hand of Moses and Aaron. And Moses wrote their goings out according to their journeys by the commandment of the Lord. Uh, of the Lord. Now, we, of course, we read all about that through Moses' writings. He says in Deuteronomy 1, verses 1 to 3, uh, these, he's talking about the things that are written down, the words of the book, these be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel on this side Jordan in the wilderness. Verse 3 says, it came to pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spake unto the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him in commandment uh, unto them. <clears throat> so Moses began the word with his writing uh, of the first five books, Genesis through Deuteronomy, while Israel was still in their wilderness journey. Uh, no greater nation than the one that has and embraces God's laws, Psalm 33, verse 12, which, by the way, in passing, this nation did for, for many, many decades, uh, centuries for that matter, and has now abandoned the book of God. Deuteronomy 4, verse 8, And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? Now, since Israel is temporarily, and I emphasize that word, temporarily out of sorts with God today, Romans 11.25 tells you, then what nation is now fulfilling that place? It's the church called a nation in Matthew 21.43 and 1 Peter 2.9. So for now in this dispensation, the Gentile church, the bride of Christ, is the keeper of the book. Now, God is not through with Israel. That uh, awaits another, another time to talk about that. He's going to restore them to their former glory in his millennial kingdom. But for now, uh, it's set aside and the church is responsible for the word of God. Now, even in the book's infancy, God gave a severe warning about not accepting the book exactly as it is. Deuteronomy 4, verse 2, he said, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught, nothing, from it, that you may uh, keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. So he said in the beginning, don't take anything from it, don't add anything to it. Uh, he commanded uh, uh, not to add or subtract from the words of his book, which was begun by Moses. In Deuteronomy 29, verse Verses 18 to 21, God severely warns those who think the words of the book don't apply to them. 
He said, when anybody hears negative words from the book, he says those words will not apply to him, verse 19. Then God will not spare that person, verse 20. The judgment God pronounces over those who would reject or mock his book, verse 21, is similar to Paul's judgment of an immoral church member in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 5. In other words, God takes his book very seriously whether we do or not, and if we don't, we're in trouble with him. Okay, let's continue our history of uh, the development of the book. In the Old Testament, it was, it was to be kept and guarded by the Levitical priest, and a copy was to be given to the king. Deuteronomy 31, verse 9, And Moses wrote this law and delivered it unto the priest, the sons of Levi. In Deuteronomy 17, verses 18 and 19, he says, it shall be when he, talking about the king, when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book uh, out of that which is before the priest of the Levites, and it shall be with him, with the king, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them. Well, would to God our political leaders would do the same as the kings did in Israel and have a copy of the law and read it every day and apply it in their own lives. So the king was to read that book every day of his life and, and also it would be good if every Christian would do exactly the same thing. Read the word of God, start the word of God uh, every day uh, and uh, pray, to the, pray to the Lord every day as you start your day and that uh, you'll be talking to him, your prayer, he'll be talking to you, his word to get the day started. Started off right. Now, Moses had the book placed inside the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, that's Deuteronomy 31, verses 24 to 26, and placed there as a witness against the people. The book was to be read at the Feast of Tabernacles in each sabbatic year, Deuteronomy 31, verses 10 and 11. Every word was to be read to the people together, men, women, and children, Deuteronomy 31, verse 12 tells us. In verses 12 and 13 of Deuteronomy 12, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 31, uh, he gives us the purpose that every, uh, that every seven years uh, the people, the book was to be read to all the people. He says that they may hear purposes, that they may, number one, hear, and that they may, number two, learn, and number three, fear the Lord your God, and number four, observe to do all the words of this law. Uh, verse 13 says, and that number five, their children which have not known anything may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God uh, as long as you live in the land where they go over Jordan to possess it. He says you read that book periodically to your kids, to everybody, so they can learn to fear the Lord, they can learn to serve Him, learn to be obedient to Him. Now let's continue some more with the book's history. The book came into Joshua's custody after Moses' death, Joshua 1, verses 1 and 2, verses 7 and 8. Uh, God told Joshua in verse 8 of chapter 1 to observe, to do according to all that is written therein. Told him to do that if he wanted God to prosper him and give him good success, as he points out in, in uh, Joshua 1, verse 8. And by the way, it's the only place in the Bible where the word success is found, uh, which ties it to our spiritual success directly uh, with our our relationship with the Word of God, with God's book, the Bible. A copy of the book was inscribed in, in the rocks of Mount Abel, Joshua 8, verses 30 to 35. Would to God the archaeologists could find that rock. Um, and, and, you know, it's too bad. Some of them haven't found it and saw what Joshua actually wrote 
uh, of God's law on that uh, stone. Now, after Joshua wrote the books of the law on the stones, the Bible says... <clears throat> that he read all the words of the law according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses commanded which Joshua read not before all the congregation. That's in verses 34 and 35 of Joshua 8. So all of Moses' words uh, were read to the people and they all encompassed far more than just the Ten Commandments. Okay, uh, Joshua himself added more words to the book uh, of the law of Moses. Joshua 24 verse 26 says he wrote words in the book of the law of God. So he added to it. Now a few hundred years later, Joshua dies. Uh, no, no, let me rephrase that. A few hundred years after he died. He didn't live for a few hundred years, but after he died, Acts, 30, uh, Acts 13 verse 20 says that Samuel added more to the book. He wrote words dealing with the kingdom. He wrote them in a book and laid it up before the Lord, 1 Samuel 10 verse 25. Over 500 years after the book was begun by Moses, uh, David charged Solomon regarding the book. He told his son in 1 Kings 2 verses 1 to 3 to keep the charge of the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses that thou prosper, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest. There's that good success promised to Joshua. And whithersoever thou turnest thy, <clears throat> thyself. <clears throat> Now, notice that uh, David spoke of the law of Moses. <clears throat> he spoke of it in the present tense. It is written, he said, even though David lived several hundred years after Moses penned those words. But, I mean, after all, the book is alive and eternal, according to Hebrews 4.12 and Psalm 119, verse 89. So, uh, the words uh, that are written. Now, just as God told Joshua, Joshua 1, verse 8, <clears throat> we're told that applying and doing the words written in the law of Moses will bring prosperity in all that we do. James 1, verses 21 to 25 in the New Testament gives us the same promise that was given to Moses. Exodus 24, verses 3 through 7, and Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments, and Moses wrote all the words of the Lord, and he took the book of the covenant and read it in the audience of the people. Okay, we've traced the book. <clears throat> we have traced the book from Moses through Joshua, Samuel, and David. A hundred or so years after David died, we find King Jehoshaphat sending out the Levites and priests to teach the book throughout the whole land. Second Chronicles 17, verses 7 through 9. Verse, verse 9 says, And they taught in Judah and had the book of the law of the Lord with them and went uh, about throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people. They had the book in their hand. Obviously, the book they had was not the original book that Moses had penned or, or the other um, uh, men that had added to it along the way. It would have been copies of copies of copies of the original with the additions made after Moses. Those copies were still all the Scripture. 
They were the scripture, 1 Timothy 3, 16. The law of Moses, Joshua 8, verse 31, is the law of the Lord, 2 Chronicles 12, uh, 17, verse, 2 Chronicles 17, verse 9. Now, three kings later, after Jehoshaphat, we come to young king Joash. A copy of the book was given to him, 2 Chronicles 23, verse 11. Uh, as it was given to all of Israel's kings, Deuteronomy 17 commanded to be so in verses 18 and 19. Now, when it was given to Joash, the book was called the Testimony. That's exactly what God called it when he told Moses to put it in the ark in Exodus 25, verse 16. That's why the ark was called the ark of the testimony. Exodus 25, verse 22. It had the written testimony of God inside of it. Uh, Joash was murdered by his servant, 2 Kings 12, verse 21. And when his son Amaziah ascended the throne, he avenged his father's death by the book as it is written, 2 Chronicles 25, verses 3 and 4, and where it was written was Deuteronomy 24, verse 16. So again, the book is noted in the present tense, as it is written in the law uh, uh, in the book, 2 Chronicles 25, verse 4. <clears throat> now, four kings later, Hezekiah shows up. He becomes the king. Uh, he kept the Passover by the book, 2 Chronicles 30, verse 5, and verses 18 and 19 of that chapter. Hezekiah ordered that they keep the Passover as it was written, verse 5, and kept it according to the book of Moses, verse 16. Uh, during Hezekiah's reign, centuries after the book was begun, it was still being followed as being divine, as uh, coming directly from God. After Samaria fell, it fell to Assyrian captivity uh, in 2 Kings 17. Uh, after they fell, uh, fell uh, to captivity, the book was still being attributed solely to God. Uh, it says in verses 36 through 38 of that chapter, And the statutes and the ordinances and the law and the commandment which he, the Lord, verse 36, which he wrote for you, uh, human authors, but God has given credit for writing it, which he wrote for you, you shall observe to do forevermore, and you, you shall not fear other gods, and the covenant that I, God speaking, have made with you, you shall not forget, neither shall you fear other gods. Now, I just read to you that the actual author of the book that Moses wrote was God himself. And of course, 2 Timothy 3.16 already told us that. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, the prophet Nahum added to the book, Nahum 1 verse 1, the book was still being followed as a divine uh, word of God, three kings after Hezekiah in Josiah's reign, 2 Kings 22. The high priest Hilkiah found the book laying in the temple collecting dust in verse 8 of 2 Kings 22. And after he found it, uh, all the words of the book were read to the king in verse 10 and verse 16 of that chapter. Uh, the king was uh, very repentant when he heard the words of God from the book, and because he was repentant, he showed uh, uh, God showed him grace, verses 16 through 20. Uh, so Josiah went by the book, Second Chronicles 35, verse 12. Now that reference shows that the book was still pre present tense in Josiah's day, as it is present tense written in the book of Moses. All this should be proven to us. 
the complete preservation of Scripture, as Psalm 12, verse 6 and 7 tells us about. It teaches us that the words of the book never lose their authority. Uh, even after centuries have passed, they're always in the present tense. Jeremiah had the book, Jeremiah 15, 16. In Isaiah's day, over 250 years after the death of David and some 700 years after Moses penned uh, the book's um, first words, um, all those centuries passed, the book was sealed to understanding because of Israel's infidelity to God. Isaiah 29 verses 11 through 14 tells you that. Now I'm afraid the same thing's happening in this Laodicean church age as prophesied in Amos verses uh, chapter 8 verse 11 12 where they can't find the word of God anymore is a famine of the word. Um, proper understanding of the scriptures is hidden from much of professing Christianity today because they don't believe a lot of the scripture and they don't believe it applies uh, in our day. I know there's you got to rightly divide the word. We understand that. But a lot of things are wrongly divided and things apply to the church that belong to Israel and vice versa. Uh, Daniel understood the Babylonian captivity of Israel because he read what Jeremiah had written about it in the book. Daniel 9 verse 2 talks about it. Jeremiah 25 verses 11 and 12 is where he was reading from. Uh, during the captivities, Daniel himself added to the book. Daniel 12 verse 4. And again, God told him to shut it up and, and not reveal what he was talking about. Now, I can't finish this in one podcast, so we'll do part two later and continue to trace the book on into the New Testament. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day in the Lord.